Hello and welcome to the New York Welsh podcast. That is the podcast that celebrates Welsh success stories in New York while hopefully inspiring the creation of some new ones. I am Richard. And I am Gideon. How are you, kids? How's it going, mate? I'm all right. I'm okay. Still still living the work from home life. How's, uh, how's it been back on the road? Yeah, I'm back out and about with work now. Uh, it's... It's fine, it, except for the summer's over. I got up for work mm. this morning, it was raining. I don't know if I can be bothered. <laughs> I, think, I think I need another six months off. Well, we are still very much in lockdown when it comes to this podcast. Um, but one of the benefits of it is that it does open us up to interviewing people that we may not normally be able to. Uh, and actually, that is true of our guest today, who is Rebecca Hearn. Uh, she's an independent singer-songwriter from Port Call in South Wales. We actually tried to interview Rebecca last summer, uh, but due to a change in her flight, or I think a change in the time that we could meet her, uh, we ended up having to postpone. So thanks to the modern wonders of Zoom, we were able to chat to Rebecca today. Uh, she's a brilliant new-ish, I would say, singer-songwriter to the, to the music scene. Her first debut at EP Lions debuted in September 2015. It reached number five in the iTunes singer-songwriter charts, passing the one and only Ed Sheeran. Which is pretty impressive. And upon the release of her second EP, Waves, which was April 2018, uh, Rebecca became a BBC Radio Wales A-list recording artist. And in June 2019, she won Best Singer-Songwriter in the Folk Song category at the International Independent Music Awards in New York. Most recently, Rebecca was awarded a grant by the New York Songwriters Circle and was invited to perform at their live virtual showcase, which was last week. The grant itself is going to go towards the production of her debut album, which is set to be released next summer. Something I took away from talking to Rebecca is not just how talented she is, but how persistence and self-promotion can really increase the velocity of a young creator's career. She seems to be regularly applying for and entering all sorts of programs and workshops, which has really paid off for her. It's not always easy to put yourself out there in that way. For every yes, there's always 20 no's, and the willingness to brush off that rejection and keep trying is what usually sets successful people apart. We caught up with Rebecca over Zoom from her home in Porthcawl. We discussed her ongoing love affair with New York, her delayed upcoming performance at the Isle of Wight Festival, and how to stage a concert from your driveway to boost morale during lockdown. A conversation with Rebecca Hearn. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know we tried and failed to get together with you last year to record an episode in person when you were in New York yeah. uh, to receive the award for Best Singer-Songwriter at the Independent Music Awards. And now here we are speaking to you after another accolade. You were one of the recipients of this year's grant from the New York Songwriters Circle. Yeah. Uh, would you mind telling us a little bit about that organization just to start us off? Yeah, sure. So um, they do a monthly performance um, in the Bitter End, I think it's on Bleecker Street. Um, that's right, yeah. They do it on like the first Monday of every month um, and you can submit a song um, and then if they like you, I guess, they just ask you to come and perform at one of their showcases. Um, so then it's kind of like in the round style. So, you know, you sing one and then someone else will do it and you, you tend to do three songs each. Um, yeah. And like people come and watch. It's just really, really nice. Um, the two um, people there that run it, um, 
Tina and Nick they're both lovely and I've played there like I think four times now I did a I did one on zoom as well so I guess that makes it five times um but yeah it's just so great I just love it and I've met so many artists who have also been performing like the same show as me um but they have like a circle of one uh fund I guess um which like money goes to throughout the year and then they pick their favorite five songwriters like out of everyone that's played and yeah I didn't even know about it I just I found out on my birthday which is quite nice <laughs> so yeah and then that we did like a winner's show maybe like a week or so ago so I performed at 2 a.m which was fun my mum was sleeping underneath my room bless it <laughs> wait okay so it's 2 a.m for you in wales but obviously yeah. so what is what was that nine, nine, nine o'clock p- nine p.m is it nine p.m here it's a good slot yeah, yeah a good time so um yeah I, I had coffee all night and then when i finished i was on such a buzz obviously because i drank so much coffee to stay awake and then i was excited because i did a showcase um with them again and obviously that was one of the winners so i i didn't actually like switch off until like half four and then i was in the uh-huh. studio the next day at nine so yeah it was um it's been a jam-packed week, but yeah, it was really good. I'm really grateful for them. And um, yeah, it's really nice as well, obviously being from Wales um, and being picked out of all the artists as well that are, you know, New York is full of musicians and songwriters, like just like me. So yeah, it's really nice. It feels like all the time I spend over there is like validated a bit, I guess. The other, the other winners mostly American? No. Yeah, they're all from New York. I think one of them, I think, lives... Um, Sorry, was f- not from New York, but they all live there now. Um, but yeah, they're all American. Nice. And you didn't even know you were in the running? No, you don't apply for it or anything. It's not like an application. I think they just choose their top five. And there's so many, to, like, well, they said there was like hundreds to choose from. So yeah, we, was, we had a really good birthday that night then. I we were out uh, celebrating my birthday. And yeah, so we carried on celebrating. Yeah. How was it doing the? How was it doing the show uh, virtually? Like you said, you've obviously you've been to the, them before. What was, what was it like? Were there more people, less people? Were there people from more different locations? Like it's just yeah, curious yeah. how it how it went. I mean, my dad got to come, which was nice because he hasn't been able to come to any of the other shows. Um, so he was sat in the other room watching it. Um, yeah, you still like got a ticket and there was like 40 people watching, which was really nice. I've done a lot of um, Instagram lives, you know, all that kind of stuff over lockdown. But um, it was nice to like see who you were like performing to. Obviously, when you're doing live streams, you it's just you. Um, but it was nice and it was just nice to see everyone, I guess, because obviously I haven't seen anyone for a while. Um, it was good. It was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Obviously, it's not the same, um, but mm. it was better than not doing one. Yeah, I find some of them, honestly, sometimes it's even more personal. Well, obviously not more personal, but um, because everyone's so, faces are so up close. <laughs> yeah, that's um, so I've watched some like, virtual theatre over Zoom. And at the end, there's been a Q&A with the, with the cast and some of the crew. And you come up in this, you know, grid version and everyone's there. And literally the audience members, you know, you're seeing them and, and there's this interaction. So, of course, I'm sure we'd much rather all be there. And the, actually the play that I mentioned was, you had people from Singapore, from the US, from the UK, all awesome. on the same thing. So that uh, there's definitely some benefits to the obviously downside of yeah, having to do Yeah, I all definitely this. think it's more personal. And then also you think now you don't have to, you know, go somewhere 
to go see these artists you could do whatever you want now in your house really you know a lot of people I think wouldn't bother to you know log on and do the zoom thing so I think as well when they're paying to just sit in their own house to to watch you um I think yeah it's definitely more personal um it's just more kind of one-to-one I guess isn't it than sitting in an audience and then leaving when the performance finishes um it's nice I uh, really enjoyed it was anyone in their pajamas or did they put on their best clothes because they knew they were going to a gig I was in my pajamas <laughs> from like waist down <laughs> I don't mind anybody else, but I feel like everyone's got like, especially after working from home and everyone has like their Zoom shirt or their Zoom top. I know for me, when I was uh, working during our intense lockdown, it was like, or I would wear like a really nice top to work in, but I definitely just had pajama bottoms on or <laughs> definitely wearing my slippers. Um, I'd love to see the statistics about this. Like, I'd love to know. Trousers sales go down. Coronavirus effects. <laughs> <laughs> Loungewear has definitely gone up. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I kind of glossed over it, but the um, the the best singer songwriter at the International Independent Music Awards last year. I mean, that's also an enormous accolade. Uh, I'm assuming yeah, that, awesome. that there was also a, a concert. Did you perform then? Um, no, we didn't perform. They had a few other performances. Um, I think they were all all like from based in New York. Um, but yeah, that was really, really, really cool. I was in um, a category with a musician called Dodie. I don't know if you know or have heard of her. And she's got millions of followers. She's, I think she was really big on YouTube. And I've uh, really liked it for a couple of years now. So I was, when I was in her category, I was like, that's hilarious. There is there is no way. And I was at the point, I was like, I don't even think I'm going to go to the awards. Because I was like, I don't even think there's much point. But so me and my best friend went, she flew out to New York with me, which was nice. Um, and we went and it was just so much fun. And then obviously winning as well. Um, that was, yeah, it was great. Really, uh, where, really, really where, good. Where were, where was the, where were the awards? What was the venue? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was in a theater um, on Broadway, um, but it was like quite high up, you know, it wasn't like near Times Square. I can't remember what it's called now. If my dad was here, he'd know because he remembers absolutely everything. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Um, but I just I remember being there thinking like this is mad. <laughs> like wow. especially me from my little like Welsh seaside town. And then I'm just like sat around all these like musicians. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was really the, fun. They're and all from they're all from somewhere. Yeah, they are. Exactly. They're, everyone's got a hometown. Yeah, so true. I feel like whenever I'm in the city though, I'm just like, whoa, this is like so different from where I live. It's like if you have like polar opposites, you've got like the big flashy lights, big city, and then I live in like the smallest seaside uh tourist town ever. It's like you're totally from, different. Are you from Porth Call? Yeah, I'm from Postcall. Um I was born here, so yeah, I haven't ever um lived anywhere else. But yeah, it's totally different. I think that's why I love New York though. Oh Postcall's but... lovely though. Have you been down here? Yeah, of course. I'm from Swansea, so Oh fair enough. I've got nice. family in Cardiff, so yeah. Definitely. Oh, in between then. We're like the pinpoint. Whenever people ask where Postcall is, I always say it's in between Cardiff and Swansea. It's a very good. <laughs> it's a very good way to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you do you do seem to spend a lot of time in New York. What's the what's the New York connection for you? Uh, there wasn't really there was never really a connection to be honest. I was um, chosen for this songwriters retreat thing, which is up in the like Catskills, like upstate New York. What what um, year was this? 
2000 and I'm going to say 18. Okay. I'm going to say 2018. And what's it called? It was uh, the Judy Stakey retreat. So it was um, just this, just this retreat that I come across um, and we applied for it and then they chose me to go. So I was like, Oh, I was like, that's cool. And we kind of applied for it like with like absolute no like thought process of actually going. Um, and then I, got onto it and um I was like oh maybe I should go and this was two weeks before it was supposed to start and I was like yeah I'm just gonna go it was like a complete off the whim and I was like whatever I'll just go it'll be fun and then was it was it was it an international workshop were they looking for people from overseas I I was the only one there that wasn't American or pretty much from New York there were there was a girl there from Florida um there were a couple people from like you know a couple of states around New York but predominantly everyone there is lives in or around New York and then I rocked up and we were introducing each other like you know ourselves to each other um and like everyone thought maybe I just like lived in America um Mm. but was just British so obviously when I was telling them they were like wait what they were so like so shocked that I'd come all the way there um but it was great and like that's obviously where it's come from because I met all those people there who are now like you know, I can't really imagine my life without half of them now because wow. I'm such great mm. friends with them. So, yeah, when that ended, uh, I came back to New York then like three or four months later just to see people. Um, I did a lot of songwriting with a couple of them. So we did like more songwriting when I came back. Um, and yeah, now I, I go like every two, three months max. Like I probably don't stay home that for over three months without going back and forth. So haven't been for a year now so it feels really strange being home for this long um, but yeah that's why I'm that's why I'm there all the time now really it's just uh performing obviously um the songwriter circle I'm quite involved with them now so every time I go I try and do a show with them um and yeah just I just like see my friends like I've spent some time in Philadelphia last time as well uh, mm. so my best friend lives there so uh, yeah it's nice it's nice to kind of go and see other things now as well rather than stay in one place but uh, i just love it i just absolutely love it i quite like it too i noticed one of your one of your songs is called uh, brooklyn is that right yeah. Yeah. yeah so brooklyn was actually written on the plane on the way home from the first time i'd ever been there mm-hmm. and i was like in my head i was like i've got a really catchy tune and i always do this i always like kind of think of my songs when i'm like half asleep or, you know, and I just never, ever, ever think of my songs when I'm sat on my guitar. It's just always just a reoccurring issue with me. So I was sat on a plane. It was like 3 a.m. Everyone was like sleeping or like making no noise. And I was like, I've got this really good idea for a song. So I was like trying to like imagine what it would sound like in my head. But yeah, eventually I got back to my guitar and I could hold on to it and, uh, you know, make it into a song. But yeah, that's um, that was about that. Just like being there, making all my friends and stuff. And I've actually just recorded, kind of call it like the sister track to Brooklyn, um, another song, which I've um, been writing loads of music at the minute because I'm hoping to do an album next year. Um, so I've written another one, which is kind of similar to Brooklyn. It kind of jumps on the back of that one, um, which yeah. is nice to like, keep the like keep the theme going, I guess. Is it, is um, it also named after another borough? No, it's not. It's called um, Seven State Lines. So it's kind mm. of... Uh, it's got an Americana feel to it. Uh, well, Gideon and I both live in Brooklyn as well, so we're uh, yeah, we can we we share your uh, I guess admiration. 
I, I just love Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's great. So you've been obviously pretty busy the last few years, traveling, performing. Presumably you had lots planned for this year. We know, we saw on your Instagram that Isle of Wight festival set for June. Like mm. How, yeah, I, I guess talk us through what, what, what were the high, what were the things that you were supposed to be doing this year and how has your, how's your year changed really as a result of, um, yeah, everything's been going on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just been tough for everyone, isn't it? Um, so obviously like I said earlier, um, I had like four trips canceled. So what I guess, obviously I've missed out on a lot of performing, up in the states uh also missed out on just you know seeing my friends and stuff and like with you guys we we i'm sure we probably wouldn't be able to catch up in march but um yeah i mean that's changed isle of white um i was supposed to be playing uh in june which is a really big festival down here um but i've been rebooked for next year so fingers crossed fingers crossed that that goes ahead um yeah but i mean you know, I've, I always keep thinking now I've been like cooped up in the house. And I think I mentioned earlier, I've been writing an album. I'm halfway through recording that now. And I, I really don't think I would have done that if I hadn't been stuck here. Like a lot of things in my personal life changed over lockdown as well, which I think has obviously reflected in the new songs I've been writing. Um, so in a way, like you've, you've got to find the silver linings. I think it, you know, I'm, I'm gutted about Isle of Wight and I'm like heartbroken. I haven't seen my friends for so long, but I just think if it hadn't been for that, it wouldn't be doing, I might not have any of the songs that I've written now, you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I've missed out on a lot, but then I think I'm going to be gaining quite a bit next year now when I can release the album, I can play Isle of Wight. Um, I can come back to the States. So there's a lot to look forward to next year um, because of what we've kind of had to, you know, give up this year. Um, Mm. I think if I was just always thinking of, oh, I should have done this, should have been doing that, which I was doing at the start of lockdown. It just made me so sad (laughs) all the time. But now like I've got like a fresh head on and I can kind of just think, well, you know, you've got this to look forward to. Now you've got this to look forward to. Um, Obviously now I've got the grant from the Songwriter Circle, which is going towards uh my album i'm just gonna get like you know i can make the sound so much better um yeah so you know there's a lot of things i've missed out on but um it's kind of given me a couple things back which i you know i really was so against like doing an album and now the more i think about it and people like listening to a whole whole body of work now i think rather than just you know single here and there yeah i think that's one of the interesting things to come out of this i mean beyond like the virtual showcases i think it is actually their impact on artists and how people are I don't know, reshaping either themselves or, you know, yeah, releasing different music or different form factors in ways that they wouldn't have done before because of the the circumstances. So, yeah, yeah I exactly. think it's it's good to see the I positive. Think, yeah. It's tested the arts big time. Mm. I think, you know, we've had a real, a real um, kick in the teeth, really, because we haven't, I we still can't gig here at all. And obviously, venues are closed and all sorts I haven't actually done a gig oh actually I did do a gig I did a gig in my driveway over lockdown I was gonna ask if you'd not managed to do anything outdoors no, well that's the only thing I did the, the last gig I did was February February I think yeah um and then every Thursday we would all clap for the carers and the NHS and stuff so this one Thursday I was like, no, right, everyone is so miserable. So uh, one thing is I set up all my equipment and I put um, 
a flyer through everyone's door saying we were having a, a driveway festival, you know, um, and ev- and then I came out that night and everyone had put deck chairs in their garden and their driveways and there were people there with like wine buckets and I just sang for two hours in the driveway and it was fun. It was really, really good. And I streamed it on Facebook as well. And there was so many people, I think I had like 10,000 views. Uh, and obviously I had all the street as well, like listening and yeah, it was really fun. So that was actually the last gig that I did. So, that sounds really cool. Oh, it was, it was epic. It was so much fun. But I have not sang on a stage for a long time. <laughs> and apart from Isla White 2021, you don't, you don't have anything booked? I've got um, a lot of festivals uh, in South Wales, which obviously didn't go through. Um, Focus Wales is a good festival up in Wrexham here. Um, but I did do that online. So a lot of the festivals that I was supposed to do this year did go uh, virtual, which is quite cool. Um, I did the Hail Mwai, which is how the light gets in. Uh, that's a really nice festival. So I did that um, online. Uh, Focus Wales was online. Um, there's a couple, obviously, that aren't able to go online, but th- a lot of them have just, like, pushed it all to next year. Hmm. So festival season next year, I've got a lot of um, things going on here. But, I mean, we'll see. I think they're just going to play it and see how it goes. And, of course, it's tricky because it's not just whether the festival goes ahead. It's local lockdowns as well, isn't it? Yeah, like like currently right now we can't do we can't go past Bridgend, which is like five miles away from my house. Um, so I can't even really go to my gym because my gym is outside my county. Um, not that I'm complaining that much about about that. Ble- blessed relief. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I can't go to the gym. I'll have to go to the shop down the road and get some ice cream instead. <laughs> Did you, did you see that Trump had recently tweeted, I think actually he retweeted a news article about the role in lockdowns in Wales? Your future under Biden, rolling lockdowns will become the norm in Wales. No way. It was basically warning America that if you vote for Biden, it's going to end up like Wales. If that's not a reason to vote for Biden, I haven't heard one. Really? I have not seen that. And I normally go on Trump's Twitter a lot just to just a laugh to be honest and the thing that uh, i think i've noticed as well it feels so like um disconnected for people that aren't aren't connected with america you know trump is a, a meme or a joke or you know th- funny things but then actually now like obviously i'm so close with uh, a lot of my american friends and obviously i spend so much time in america it's, it's really not actually funny for them because that is mm. that is their life and it does affect people um but obviously because we're not in america people don't see it like that i guess like you know people find it comical no it's all fun and games until someone loses their civil rights <laughs> yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly um yeah no he's he's not good news anyway we have digressed always end up talking about trump moving on <laughs> <laughs> um so you know I often hear the term independent artist and don't really consider what that means, but I I think it's basically what we used to call an unsigned artist. Yeah, that's the same thing. Um, and what does that mean nowadays versus 20 years ago when, you know, every local band I knew was like trying to get signed? Like nowadays, just really not seen as an essential thing, is it? No, I, I don't, I don't really think it's as desirable anymore. I think, um, so basically my team is me and my dad 
it. Oh, I'm, my brother's a, a really good graphic designer. Um, he does a lot of stuff like that. So he's always kind of, you know, on the ball with that as well. But other than that, it's it's just the three of us. Um, mm. And obviously now, a, a lot of it actually comes down to, I think, ownership of music and stuff like that. And that I'm very... Um, hands-on with that especially like I'm not sure if you're aware of like the whole Taylor Swift thing from last year and you know she was she left her label and they owned her tracks and her songs um and I yeah ownership of my songs and stuff like that I just think is is quite important um you know that it's your music and, and stuff I think uh, a label would be great though because you would have all these other opportunities which I'm at the minute not um you know thought about for or uh it's hard I guess when you're uh unsigned or independent because you haven't really got that team of knowledge behind you um so you, you are putting in like three four times more work than someone who's really high up in the in the industry because they have contacts and they they know what they're doing I guess when you're doing it yourself you've got to go over like the peaks and troughs of uh rejections and like almost getting somewhere and you know it's difficult but um yeah I mean you just got to keep keep going and like contacting as many people as you can and uh, it would be great to be signed with with a with a really good label or you know um there's publishing deals there's so many different deals you can get now you can still be unsigned and have some sort of distribution deal or really? there's so many different things um but yeah I guess unsigned or independent artist is really just that you you're not with a label you're not with anyone else i guess i see so you, I mean, that, go on no go on uh, i don't know I, th I think i was just digging more into um this thing of like well t taylor swift left her record label you said uh frank ocean did the same i remember when the eagles uh, left interscope and it was like a big thing but maybe it's all right for them because they're already the eagles yeah right. and they've already got millions of people that mm. like love them and listen to their music and will no matter what they do i guess you know yeah yeah it's hard so if you've got if you've got um a record label behind you they'll help you with everything from promoting maybe even like songwriting i'm assuming they'll get like a team yeah, of producers I guess so. yeah uh, and finance it that's the biggest thing music it's videos just... that can't be cheap Oh, not, no, yeah, not at all. Not at all. But it's, you know, even just going in the studio. Um, yeah, studio like you, they invest in you, really, when you sign, don't you? You'll sign, like, I don't know, a £1 million contract, and then everything in that contract is paid for. And if you do well, you do well, and I think then you stay with them. But if you don't do well, they just drop you. Um, yeah. And it's hard. It is hard. Um, I don't really know. I haven't got any experience with this because I've never been <laughs> I've never been signed or contacted or anything. Um, I don't know. I think there's obviously pros and cons of being both signed and unsigned. Um, yeah, I it's, it's a tricky one. So, what is the process for and beyond? You know, go doing gigs and you know trying to get your music out there, heard, get your name out there. What are the what are the other types of things you can do? I, I we, we were chatting before. I know that you've also um, scored um, some film work. Like, yeah. what are the yeah? What what are the different things you can do to, I guess, build that uh, reputation? 
Yeah, I mean, I did the uh, I did two film scores, which was fun. A really different, really completely out of my comfort zone as well. That was a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, a songwriting you can write. What, what, songs. what were the What were the films actually? Oh, they were just like small independent ones. I don't think they they went uh, too far. They were just like local things on here. I think they were like submitted to like film festivals and stuff. Um, and how does that work? What's the process of that? Like, are you are they? Do they just give you the the a cut of the film and you yeah, have to figure it out, much, or is yeah. it like collaborative? You just kind of they give they gave me the film, um, and then I think they just said put it where you think it will work. So I did a lot of things before I had seen the movie. I knew what the movie was about. Um, I just kind of put some ideas down and then like kind of like kind of like jigsaw them into where you think they fit and then you take them to them and you sit down and you go through it and listen to it and they're like that doesn't work that does work oh that works but can it be longer or you know that works can it be shorter um, it was fun I think I'd probably like to go into that again um, maybe more experience now obviously I'm way more experienced than I was when I first did that um yeah, it was it was fun. It was completely different. I think that's why I enjoyed it, and it was um, something I'd never really touched base on before. Um, mm. So it was nice to kind of, and a lot of it was just instrumental as well. It wasn't singing. Um, it was just instruments. And I I love film music. I've always loved, you know, I'm I love all the music in like Harry Potter and you know uh, all all the big movies. Always have like some, you know, everyone knows the Jurassic Park music and stuff like that mm -hmm. I just, I've always loved that kind of stuff um, but I mean there's so many other avenues you can go down as well there is a film called Making Waves it's a documentary oh, is it? Um, it, it covers all aspects of film sound but it does a really great section on film scores if you oh, can no find it it's really honestly very well made and very worth watching oh yeah I'll definitely I'd love stuff like that any documentary I love any documentary to be honest um, I'll have a look for that yeah Making That's Waves awesome. Cool. Making waves. Mm -hmm. oh. I don't know. People might, people at home might enjoy that too. Everyone in Wales so. watch a movie called Making Waves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you are. So you obviously have put a lot of effort into obviously building, you know, building this. Could you talk us a little bit about what that process has been like for you? Um, I know there's, there's obviously, I'm sure there's been, you know, hard times, good times, frustrating times, joyful times. What are the, mm. again, what have been the key milestones that you call out on that on your on your kind of journey so far? I think um, definitely just, you know, applying for so many um, things, like loads of different things. I applied, there's a, um, obviously I know you're familiar with Horizons uh, and BBC. Um, they do a lot of um, things that help, you know, up and coming artists. Um, when I, a few years ago, I applied for Forte Project, which kind of was like the kickstart to your career. Um, it was uh, funding and mentoring um, and workshops all in one over the period of a year. Um, so I was fortunate enough to get chosen for that. So that's when I made my EP Waves, um, which obviously now Waves has done so well. Um, they actually introduced me with the producer that made Waves and I use him for everything now. He's called Lee House. He's brilliant. Um, he really like gets the kind of sound I want um, and we work really well together. Um, so yeah, you know, he int they introduced me to him um, and then just like the funding side of things, which is obviously brilliant. Um, and Forte Project are based in South Wales, right? Yeah, they cover like all the... Um, 
all the counties basically and they try and pick two artists from each county and then there's 10 acts which are on there then for the year and you have the mentoring you have the workshops uh, the workshops are great they they tell you you know about prs royalties and you know they teach you all about finances and stuff so you know it's really great if you have no idea about stuff like that mm. um it's just a really good kickstart program um obviously then following from 40 project is horizons um which is another great you know project for musicians trying to make their career their you know their final career um so many different applications that you can put in to to get funding or just to get get that little step further um to be fair we do have we have a lot um in wales which is a really good thing really fortunate for the arts council of wales do so much funding um and they've helped me so much and also a lot of my other musician friends um we've all been you know thankful enough to have received the help Mm. but i think they just really want the arts to to thrive and I think that you really do like the you know people come down to Wales and they always say it's the land of song and stuff like that and it really is and I do think they want to keep that keep that alive because there's so much great talent here and it needs to be nurtured it does it does it it really does and I think they're doing a good job so I'm I'm very thankful to to them all uh, for keeping it going but especially during this time as well like you know they really want to keep everything everything alive and stuff and yeah they're doing a good job so for so for people who are listening who are interested in listening to your music or um any if there are you know gigs coming up um yeah what is what does the future look like for rebecca hearn and uh how can people yeah follow you find out more about you engage with you i am um like i kind of touched on earlier recording my album which is really really weird to say because I was so <laughs> against it at the start of the year and now I just can't wait um I've got some such good songs which I just I was like no that needs to be a single I gotta release it on its own but I'm just so excited to to get out this like whole body of work so that's being worked on now I'm hoping to release that in line with Isle of White which will be next year next summer um, you got a title for the album yet or is, are you still working on it I kind of do but I'm not 100% sure of it yet so I'm not too sure um what it'll be I know it's not going to be a name of a song it's going to be just completely you know its own its own thing I know sometimes people name their album like and then they have a title track of the album I always find then the title track song has to be like the bomb and I don't Mm. want I don't want the pressure of that so uh no it's gonna have its own it's gonna have its own name I think what are the best places for people to listen? If people want to go home and now, or if people are at home now and want to listen, where should they go? Spotify or your yeah. website? What's the Definitely best? Definitely Spotify. Um, Spotify is the best place, I think. Um, especially when there's new music out, you can always pre-save them. So, you know, you never miss uh, a new song then when it's when it comes out, you can pre-save. Uh, Spotify is the best place, I think. And, you know, you can make playlists, add me to your playlists. Uh, share me with your friends you know all that kind of stuff uh, but I'm I'm pretty much everywhere Spotify Apple Music if you don't use Spotify um, Amazon I know a lot of people use like their um, Alexas and stuff um, and then obviously there's Facebook Instagram Twitter it's all just Rebecca Hoon um, which yeah. is sort of where you built up your following wasn't it yeah I did loads of videos on YouTube um, just covers just cover videos um, and it just got quite a lot of attention. So I think then I kind of used that then, 
use social media to just to post more of my own things and people seem to like my own things more than the covers then so it's quite it's quite a good way of making um fans and followers mm. and also connecting with other artists it's just great especially during this time now where we can't really actually meet up or go to gigs and and visit shows um yeah it's the best place to be really social media the best and worst i think but uh it's really really good at the minute for connecting with people yeah very grateful for the internet otherwise i would not feel or not have felt very connected at all this year yeah can you imagine if this had been 20 years ago oh no. Well, I guess we wouldn't know any different, but... Yeah. Uh, well, if it had been 20 yeah. years ago, I'd have still been in Wales, so I'd have been fine. I'd be six, so I wouldn't be writing about breaking up with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well then, thank you so much. It's been uh, it's been really fun chatting to you. I'm, I'm glad oh, that you were able you to, so uh, to find time to do it. Um, I do think it's funny that we uh, almost spoke to you uh, last year and then didn't because you were flying back and this idea of uh, having to do it over Zoom seemed like such a hurdle. It seemed impossible. And of course, now, yeah, now we're all so used to it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been really nice chatting to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much um, for having me and chatting and and the support as well. Because I know obviously we've been in, in touch for like maybe like a year or two now. And we still we actually hadn't spoken properly until now. But no, you guys have always um, supported my stuff as well. So I'm really thankful for that. Of course. Well. Got it. Well, best of luck. And um, yeah, we'll keep in touch. And have Thank a great you. day. Thank you. Cheers. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening, and if you did, then please subscribe and leave us a review, as long as it's positive. The more people review the show, the more people will get to hear the show. Yeah, and if you'd like to get in touch with us, then please do. The email is podcast at newyorkwelsh.com, or you can contact us through any of the socials. Both our Instagram and Twitter are at newyorkwelsh. And if you'd like to stay up to date with the latest goings-on, you can do so by subscribing to the monthly newsletter on our website, newyorkwelsh.com. Oh, yeah.